Welcome to All or Nothing in Real Estate, an exclusive real estate platform created to take your real estate career to the next level. My name is Matt Smith and I run the number 15 real estate team in the nation. For years, I've had mentors and colleagues pour into me and now it's my turn to give back. This is not your typical real estate podcast. I work in the trenches every single day and I'm offering you real advice, no bullshit, no fluff, no theories, These are proven processes that will take you to the next level no matter where you are in your business. My team was also featured as an Inc. 5000 fastest growing company in the nation and I'm also a real estate coach through Cheplak Select Coaching as just another way for me to give back. So I have just one question. Are you ready to give it your all or nothing? All right, welcome to All or Nothing in Real Estate episode 12. 12, mm-hmm. right? Yes. All right, episode 12, turning your haters into your biggest fans. All right, as always, I've got Colin with me. Colin, say hi to everybody. What's up, everybody? Um, we've got Sean behind the scenes. You can't mm-hmm. see him, but he's there. Um, he's he's behind the scenes doing all the hard work while Colin and I are just looking pretty on camera. <laughs> uh, but uh, turning your haters into your biggest fans, it's this is a huge passion for me. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode actually came about because of another episode that we were recording um, I had I had so much passion and fire about this topic mm-hmm. that I wrote down, or maybe I even told you live in the episode, yep. Colin. I was like, hey, we need to do an episode on this um, because I'm just so passionate mm-hmm. about this topic because they're – I don't even know where to start, but I'm just very passionate. When you started talking about it, I was like, we got to put a pin in this because there's so much content here as we started to jump into it. So this is that uh, opportunity to kind of jump into it. Yeah, and you can hear the intro to that in episode seven. Episode seven, I believe, Proximity is Power um, is where we kind of started on this and where we got fired up about this. But we're going to go in depth on it today um, and just go in depth on my thoughts. And and you may or may not agree, but um, this is a lot of the mindset that has helped me level up in my life and mm-hmm. if you've been around me for more than five seconds you know that i truly believe everything in life starts with mindset yes um and so one of the mindsets that that i absolutely despise is people that think that they have haters when they're not haters mm-hmm. um so let's talk about let's start with what are haters so haters are i'm going to surprise you guys here what again what are haters haters are your biggest opportunity Hmm. Most people think haters and they say hate has such a negative connotation, but I look at haters as your biggest opportunity. You know why? Because haters are going to be loud, whether you do good by them or you do bad by them. Mm-hmm. They are the haters are the loud people. Most, what most people call haters. Um, in they're, reality, they're passionate, honestly, there is we what go. it comes down to. Yeah. But most people don't have the confidence in their self or they don't, they, most haters are just critics. They're giving you constructive criticism, and I'd be willing to bet. I we're gonna talk about this later, and we talked about this in the pre pre show a little bit. And you asked me to stop because I was just getting very passionate about it. Is <laughs> there? I don't have haters in my life. Hmm. Do I have people that don't believe in what I'm doing that um, give me criticism to do this, do that? Sure, mm-hmm. but I don't look at it as them haters because I if I don't own the outcome, I can't control it. If I, there is some everything that a hater says. Mm-hmm. If it really bothers me at my core, you know what I've realized? There's some, there's some fucking truth to it. If you give me criticism, mm-hmm. if you are a hater, quote unquote, a hater, whatever, mm-hmm. and it truly bothers me, you know why it bothers me? Because there's a little bit of truth in it. Because there's, there's either a little or a lot of truth. It could be just this much mm-hmm. truth, but that little bit of truth 
is why it bothers me. Because if, if I have a hater that let's just let's just pretend you you're one of my haters, Colin. Matt, and, your haircut, man. <laughs> and you you just flat out lie about me. Yeah. To somebody else that I know. Mm-hmm. Matt doesn't take care of people. That doesn't bother me. Yeah. You know why? Because I know the fucking truth. If yeah. it did bother me, there there's probably something I can do better to take mm-hmm. care of people. Right? And so haters, your your biggest hater in life is your biggest hater in life is yourself. Mm-hmm. Because we let other people get under our skin. We don't have enough confidence in ourselves mm-hmm. to realize that other people, a lot of people that we say are haters are actually just people trying to help us level up in life. Yes. I've had people as I've grown through my career and helped other people level up that they've looked, they've, I mean, I've been called an asshole before. Mm-hmm. But in reality, and these people have came back and apologized to me, yeah. most of them yeah. afterwards, because they realized in reality what I was actually doing was I was the only person in their life that cared enough to give them the truth. Mm-hmm. Because I actually wanted to care and help them. And so the first thing I want to talk about haters is, do you really have haters or do you just have critics? And do you have self-internal struggles and self-internal doubt that turns those critics into haters right. because there's some truth there? Absolutely. Like, what's, a, what's a real hater when um, someone who's just complaining because they want to complain? And what's uh, someone who's like trying to, in, in their way, they're trying to uh, care about you. They're trying to help. Um, they're saying, listen, you're doing this, 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 and this wrong. And even if it's uh, not presented in the best way, um, if you can look past how it's being presented and say, okay, what truth is in there? How can I use this, as you said, an opportunity to grow? Um, and then not only um, can you grow, but um, what we'll talk about a little bit is how you can actually turn that person as someone who is then excited for you um, and continues that um, instead of just working against you, now they're your biggest uh, fan. Uh, um, yeah. Well, 100%. So your haters, I'm going to say this again, that my definition of haters, your haters are your biggest opportunity in business and in life. Haters are your biggest opportunity in business and in life. And so why, how are they your biggest opportunity? So Colin kind of future paced there a little bit mm-hmm. and, and gave us a little peek and we're, we'll, we'll, we'll peel that onion back, so to speak, as we continue through here. Yep. But there are so many ways that you can turn a hater into an opportunity. Number one, let's just say it's somebody that you say is a hater, but is actually giving you constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. And they're the only person in your life that cares enough to give you the truth. It's so easy to just write that off and just say, well, he's just being a hater. Why do they do that? Because I don't want to look at that. I don't want to accept that responsibility of, oh, maybe I am failing here. One thousand percent. It's because so that when I say your biggest hater is you, you are hating on yourself by not opening yourself up to that criticism to realize and self-reflect on what you can do to fix that or improve that area Mm -hmm. of your life. It bothers you and you write it off as a fucking excuse Mm -hmm. and you say it's just some hater Mm -hmm. when in reality, if it bothers you, there's some truth to it. Mm -hmm. And so what you can really do to level up in life, if you get anything out of this episode, this is what you need to get. You need to take your haters, your criticism, internalize it and fix it. Because if it bothers you, if it bothers you at your core, it's because there's truth to it. I think that's so important. You can't uh, underline that enough. If it bothers you, there's some truth to it. So start uh, <laughs> reflecting on those things that bother you. That comment that you got randomly uh, or the, uh, a passing bit that it's like, hey, you do X, Y, or Z. Um, if, it, if it gets under your skin a little bit, dig into that and go, all right, how much of this is actually true and how much and what can I do to fix it? Absolutely. So... Let's see. So let's start breaking down some of these things. So we got a couple different directions that we could go with this. Um, let's start with 
um, kind of how to de-escalate, I guess, um, a situation where someone um, is very loud, uh, very passionate about um, something that they feel that they've been wronged in. Um, yeah. So um, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. let's let's before that's a very great part, and we'll absolutely get there. Let's hit something because else first, that's though. yeah. Let's so let's break down. Let's define a hater more so people understand who we're truly yeah. talking about. So. Most people ignore the haters, right? Mm -hmm. They just ignore them and quote unquote write them off. I yeah. think that's what you said, right? Mm -hmm. So instead of writing them off, what else can you do? What else can you do other than writing them off? Well, uh, I mean, step one would be to to take like we've uh, been saying, like take see what truth is in there and say, okay, instead of just saying ah that doesn't matter, that doesn't matter, find out what truth is in there. What's another thing we can do? Yeah, so. I'm telling you right now, haters are an opportunity. So I want more haters. There was a time where I was going through my success journey, and I'm still in my success journey. And by no means am I even close to where I want to go. Um, by the way, this is a good opportunity to tell my definition of success. Colin, do you remember what it is? Success uh, is not a destination. It's the pursuit of one's true potential. That's right. Success is, to me, I will never be successful because success in my life is success means the pursuit of my own potential. Mm -hmm. And my potential gets greater and greater every day. And so I'll never reach it. Yep. I'll always be chasing success. But you'll right? always be succeeding if you're always chasing it. <laughs> That's right. Too many people think they get to success and stop. But anyway, um, as, I, as I was starting this journey, um, which, um, again, I'm still in the middle of this journey. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm still at the beginning part of this journey. Let me put it that way. Um, so there was a lot of things that were said that happened, and it truly bothered me. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I'm giving you guys this insight, but I want to break this down. And so you understand in case you're not where my mindset is, how did I get to where I'm at? I truly don't feel like I have any haters in my life because guess what? I own every fucking outcome in my life. Regardless, mm -hmm. there is something I have done or could have done to make that outcome different. Mm -hmm. Period. Do you know why I own, own every outcome? Because if you don't own it, you can't fucking change it. Mm -hmm. And who's in charge of your life? I know I'm in charge of my own life. It, those haters have no reflection on my life. Mm -hmm. I'm in charge. You know why? I, how I feel that confident I'm in charge? Because I own every outcome. Mm -hmm. I accept responsibility for everything that happens in my life. Period. And haters, like, if, if they are true haters, sure, let them hate. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Here's what I've found. Those people that are going to lie about you, that are deceitful, those are people that I feel are haters. Most people... Mm -hmm. Most people's definition of haters are they give them, they say, Colin, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel bad hating on you. So I don't even <laughs> want to say anything, but like it's, they, they say something that is criticism, right? That is constructive, that they're truly trying to help you. Mm -hmm. And you use most people, not you, most people mm -hmm. use it as an excuse to deflect and say that person's an asshole yeah. or that person's a hate quote unquote hater. Let, let's use an example. Like if someone uh, looks at one of the, the videos, I, I do the editing for uh, most of our uh, podcast stuff and shooting. They just tell me, Hey, that last video did was trash. If I just go, well, screw you. How, how dare you say something like that? Instead, I go, oh, wait, I, I thought it was pretty decent. What was it about the video that you didn't like? And they say, you know, it just didn't keep my interest. It was really boring when I got to this, this, and this. If I'm able to take that then and go, huh, so if I improve this, if I change this, would you like the video more? Well, absolutely. And then all of a sudden, I've made a better video. Yep. And instead of me just like internalizing and this person doesn't know what they're talking about, maybe they actually do. And in this case, it sounds like they did. Yeah, a hundred percent. And what what happened by the case of that person giving you that that feedback? I got better video. <laughs> you got a better video. Mm -hmm. You know what to look out for next time, and mm -hmm. you are a better person, better at your job, better at whatever this area is, mm -hmm. because this quote unquote hater 
was honest with you. Yes. Like we, we had our town hall for our team yesterday. Hmm. Great event, right? Tons of vulnerability, transparency. It was just amazing. We got amazing people on this team. But one of the things that sticks out here is that one of the team members came up and was sharing um, kind of their journey where they're at for the year and said, looked at a team member and mm -hmm. said, thank you. Mm -hmm. And he looked at her and he said, thank you for telling me. And this was his exact words. Thank you for telling me and said, what the hell are you doing? You look mm -hmm. like shit. Take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. How many people would write that off and say, well, they're just being an asshole. They're being a hater. Yeah. Right. Instead, he's like, that was the wake up call he needed because he was going through a rough patch in life. And mm -hmm. that so love and support doesn't always look and feel like love and support. Tough love is a thing, right? Yeah. And so but because they had that trust, they had that respect, and this individual was open to accepting that, right? that was what he, that person needed to get back on his feet. Mm-hmm. He didn't Versus take it saying, oh, it's okay, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. No, mm -hmm. what he needed is, what in the fuck are you doing? Get your shit together. Mm -hmm. And guess what he did? Got his shit together. And he's doing so is that a hater or no. is that an actual friend? That's a that's a true friend. Hundred percent. That that goes back to your piece of the highest form of love is accountability. Yep. And it, um, and <laughs> criticism is a, um is a form of accountability. It's 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 to, if I tell you all the time, Matt, you're doing fantastic. You're doing fantastic, and never help you see the areas that can always be improved because everyone is human. Then I'm not being a true friend. I'm I'm purposely I'm hurting you. Um. I'm yeah. Yeah, haters are your biggest helpers if you so, listen. For most people, haters are imaginary, right? They're, they're your imaginary friend as a kid. They don't exist. Mm -hmm. For most people, haters are imaginary. They exist in the minds of people who want to create excuses mm -hmm. for their lack of success. I'm going to say it again. For most people, haters are imaginary. They exist in the minds of people who want to create excuses for their lack of success. Mm hmm that right there sums up everything we just talked about. 100%. Can I use an example? Yeah. Uh, like, I, I'm going to use the, the video analogy again. If I just, uh, if I'm like, man, why is my video career not work uh, moving forward? Why? Uh, and I blame it purely on, well, nobody knows what a good video looks like. Nobody's getting it out there or even blaming, uh, I mean, you can blame anything about algorithm and such in general. But if I, if I just accredit all my not success um, to everyone else. I'm taking no ownership. Am I ever going to get better? No, never. And so what I think that you've realized and what I want more people that are listening to realize is that the growth is in the gap. Mm -hmm. And I seek for things that I can improve. I seek, I try to find stuff that I suck at mm -hmm. every single day because you know what? That's an area I can improve. Mm -hmm. That's how I can get better. And it's consistently getting better every single day that wins life. That's mm -hmm. a whole nother podcast. But um, write that down. <laughs> so, so let's let's go to so let's let's so now that we clearly define what a hater is. Yep. Most of you that are listening right now are like, oh shit. Most people I thought were haters aren't actually haters. Yep. If you truly self reflect. So hopefully we helped you understand that. Um, second thing, what if you actually truly have a hater? Yep. I want to teach you how to turn that hater into your biggest fan. And so I've done this. I've got a real life story I'm going to share on how I've done this and how I've continued to do this because, like I said, haters are your biggest opportunity mm -hmm. in life and in business. And so first and foremost, how do you de-escalate de the situation? <sighs> Number one, you have to remove your ego first. Mm -hmm. People will get – if <laughs> you take anything from this episode, <laughs> remove your damn ego in any situation. Mm -hmm. Get rid of it. 
And most people will look at me and say, well, that's easy for you to say. You have this, you have this, you have this. I have tried to remove my name from this team several times because I hate it. But the brand that we've created and what the movement what, that we have done, the team has decided to keep it the same mm-hmm. because it means something to to them. It means something to the people that work with us, and they choose to work with us because yep. of that, right? Um, so what I mean by remove your ego, too many people make decisions on ego. Mm-hmm. And we're in the, in, let's be honest, in the real estate business, there's too many people operate on ego and ego alone. Mm-hmm. Like there's these million dollar real estate teams, million dollar producers, all this stuff that just fluffed up numbers that are made for nothing else other than to pump their own ego. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, they're more in debt now than when they started the year. Yeah. Right. And so real estate is, is, is famous for that. And mm-hmm. so remove your ego first, because if somebody comes to you and gives you feedback, if you have ego involved, if somebody criticizes one of your videos mm-hmm. and you immediately put your wall up and puff your chest out and say, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. yeah. What do they know? Well, that that's ego speaking, mm-hmm. right? That's, Ask I that know any, more than you. Yeah. And so how dare you give me feedback? Ask that same question. What do they know? hundred percent. And if you, if you change it and you just go, well, maybe everything changes. Yep. Absolutely. So first and foremost, remove ego. Second. You have to seek first to understand and then be understood. Hmm. I'm gonna say it again. Seek first to be under seek first to understand mm-hmm. and then seek to be understood. So too many people want to be the right. Again, it's ego comes into play. They yep. want to be right. They want yep. to have all the answers. Well, I know better than mm-hmm. you. Remove all that. The there's I saw um so I was I was privileged to be at a an event, um, a Cheplak um, Agent Academy event. Uh, for leadership, recruiting stuff um, with some of the top teams in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, three brands, top team in the world were in the room with me. Um, so number one, get in the right room. Um, <laughs> yeah. But second is um, there There was no ego there, which was amazing. Um, but it's I saw a post in the group that was created from, from this event where mm-hmm. we can network and share back and forth what we've learned. And the post said something to the effect, this guy was, he is over it was like 2500 plus homes he sold last year Jeez. okay so so he knows he what he's be, doing <laughs> he could be the guy that just says well i don't need to go in these rooms number mm-hmm. one and number two i know it all right but he he took a, a picture with with cheplak and i saw it in the group he said i am i am i'm committed to being the best student so that i can be the best teacher mm. so if you remove your ego and you allow people to get into your space if you don't listen you can't learn so there's somebody in this in this office in this team. They teach me way more than I teach them. If you, you know listen. why, because I listen. Yeah. Because I want their feedback. Because their opinion matters, mm-hmm. and I can learn something new from them every day. Put but your ego aside. There we go. Open your ears. What, what's the thing? You've got two ears and one mouth for a reason. That's right. right. <laughs> You're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So how do you de-escalate? You have to remove your ego. Seek mm-hmm. first to understand. Yep. So. You have to, and then you have to be relatable. Yeah. You have to relate to them. If there's an, a situation that's getting heated with a hater mm-hmm. or whatever, if you just if you just listen, first and foremost, without arguing, yep. you remove your ego and you just listen, it already de-escalates. Number mm-hmm. two, if you normalize or sympathize with their situation, mm-hmm. what do they have? I, Colin, I completely understand why you're mad. And I'm, yeah. I'm sorry that I'm that like, happened. Matt, you did this. How dare you you're do right. this? And, and I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Well... Yeah. What are you going to do? Right. <laughs> yeah. So my point is de-escalate the situation. Mm-hmm. That's because what are you going to do? I used to want to be the one that was right. If what did that come on, from? Ego. Ego. If you're immediately on the defense and just saying, 
Um, no, 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 you don't understand. This happened and then this happened and then this happened and this is why this is, and maybe you're right. Yep. Maybe it's 100% and everything that they're saying is false. However, if you don't let them feel heard and be heard um, and get that out there, they're not gonna listen to a word you say. 1000%. So in the, that's exactly where I was going with that is, is let's do a situation where I have a hater and they're, they're mad, they're yelling, they're screaming. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna sympathize. I'm gonna remove my ego. I'm gonna try to understand where they're coming from. I may know at the jump at the very beginning of the conversation that I'm 100% in the right. Yep. But me telling them that why they're arguing and yelling is not gonna help the situation, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna understand where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. And so, if you truly want them to understand, you have to listen first. Right. And then once we de-escalate the situation, is I'm sorry that that happened. You empathize with them. You normalize the situation, whatever mm-hmm. whatever technique you want to use there. Then now their wall is down, and now you can have a conversation. Yes. Don't attack them back, mm-hmm. but now they're open to hear you because you listen to them. Mm-hmm. Too many people want to argue, and they want to be fucking right. Yeah. Life is not about being right. Well, that's let, not how you grow. That's not how you help people. Right. But let them be right, even. Uh, just be like, yeah, no, you're 100%. You're correct. And then flip it on them. They say, what can we do to fix this? Yeah. And, or, and, but th- just so you're aware, Colin, this yeah. is where I was coming from, yeah. A, B, and C. Yeah. And when you do that and they actually listen, most of the time what I've realized is, is if I tell you you're right and then I go through that exact phase, mm-hmm. you know what they do afterwards? They apologize to me. Hmm. You know why? Because now they are actually listening. Their wall is down. Mm-hmm. I'm a real person. And I gave them, they listened to why I did whatever I did or yep. how the situation happened. But too many people want to be right off the jump street. Mm-hmm. You cannot get your message across why they are escalated. So you right. have to de-escalate first. Yeah. Well, and as far once you've es- uh, de-escalated, then you have to, to educate. Um, and a- you can only educate after you've de-escalated. Yep. So once you get that wall down, then you can say, okay, so let me explain roughly what happened. In this case, they weren't pre-approved for a home or something like that. It's like, all right, so based off of this, these are the steps that we would need to take. Um, then you can actually come to a solution together. Um, and Absolutely. Towards so that. now the next step from that is how do you take your haters, the loud people, mm-hmm. the people that are just nobody seems to make them happy. You watch them on their Facebook, their Instagram, whatever, and they're just always negative. They have a problem for every solution. Yes, that's right. Yep. How do you take those people and turn them into your biggest fans? Because, like I said, haters are your biggest opportunity in life and in business. Mm-hmm. And so, I'll tell, I'll, I'll just, I'll give you a story, a real life story that happened to me. Let's do it. So, uh, back when I was actually a real estate agent, before I had this team, and I actually worked with clients, and, and my clients weren't agents in my team, um, uh, I was working with a, an indivi- a, a couple, and I say this respectfully, they're mm-hmm. great people, mm-hmm. but they are people that complained about everything. That's just their personality. Mm -hmm. They didn't mean anything by it, but they had a problem for every solution, Mm -hmm. right? And so everything was an argument. And I started the relationship by trying to be right because I knew I was right. Mm -hmm. And I learned a lot of lessons through this. And so listen, because I'm teaching from experience, right? right? So, um, but what happened as we built the relationship and different things, um, I actually was working with these people during my transition from one company to another. And... Um, I'm going to keep some of the specifics out just because um, I've been advised to. Um, but part of the story was, and again, I, I have to leave part of this story out um, just for, I've just been advised to. I'll just keep yeah. it there. And so, but the important part of the story was it was that person that most real estate agents, as a matter of fact, most of them already did, um, write them off and didn't want to work with these people. Hmm. 
I was at the time, I was very, very hungry. I was young and I, to be honest, I had a family support. I needed money. So Mm -hmm. I was willing to put up a lot of shit to get a paycheck. (laughs) Right. And so I remember talking to these people. I ended up listing their home. Um, They had had, met with other agents and the other agents did not want to work with them. Like, which never happens when you go on a listing appointment, right? And so, um, and again, I'm, I mean no disrespect. Um, I've become friends with these people, mm-hmm. and you'll hear more in the story. But that I just, it's important to note that's kind of how it started, right? These were very difficult people, yes, generally. Yeah, and so, um, so I ended up working with them to sell their home, built a relationship. Now they wanted to go buy a new, a new home, right? Mm-hmm. And so we're look, we're looking at homes for a long ass time. Um, and we end up finding them a home. Um, and then that happens to be in a transition from one brokerage to another. Hmm. And they're under contract. Um, and in the middle of the contract, um, the, in the state of Missouri, the broker owns all the contracts. Mm-hmm. The broker decided to keep that contract and then transfer to me. So those clients I no longer can speak to. Ah, They're not my clients. Mm-hmm. They're that brokerage's clients. Well, those clients apparently decide to get out of the contract and back out of the contract. Um, and so then they reach back out to me. And so I just talked to him, asked him what happened. And, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'd still like to help you if I can. Are you still in a relationship? And they got rid of all the relationships with the other brokerage and the other company. Um, and then, again, I had to build that trust again because they felt like I had just handed them off to mm-hmm. another company. They, don't, they didn't understand that I didn't, my hands were tied. Right. There's nothing I could do. And it happened so quickly that I'm, I was not allowed to solicit their business. And I didn't want to get in trouble. And so I didn't call them to tell them what was happening. Ah. Uh. Right. And yep. so I can see how they perceived it that way. So Absolutely. it took a while to build that trust back up. Mm-hmm. But I did. Um, and then come to find out, they end up writing an offer on the same house that I got them under contract on in the first place. And so I asked them, I'm like, guys, what happened? Yeah. And um, I just really dug deep. And basically, what it boils down to is they didn't have any trust with the person that took over the file, and that person didn't ask the right questions. And so, all that being said, me and this client, we're still kind of rocky at this mm-hmm. point, right? You, I can see why, right? right? Number one, this is a difficult client, remember? Right. But then I was not allowed to tell them, hey, I can't work with you. Right. So then we... Um, so at that point, you have a like a reason for a hater to actually... There's some legitimacy sure. there that they're like, listen, I feel like you just kind of abandoned us. Yep. And you're like, in some ways I did. So let's fix this. Yeah. What so, can we do moving forward? So we ended up getting under contract for that same exact house. And that caused some things that I had to be very careful about mm-hmm. um, that that happened both to me and to them from from a third party that they felt like I wrapped them up into, mm-hmm. into the middle of something they didn't want to be a part of. All they wanted to do is buy a house. And that's all I want to do is help them buy one. Mm-hmm. And so all of this in this, this part of that process rolled out for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and come to find out, we uh, um, nothing came of it. Mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. Um, um, imagine that I actually did the right thing. Um, <laughs> but all of that being said, I'm just trying to be careful here. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, all, that, all that being said, this client had every reason. Number one, they're difficult to begin with. Um, the situation was just terrible. Mm-hmm. And then they got drug into another situation that they felt they shouldn't have been drug into. I felt they shouldn't have been drug into. So it's, it's gotten even worse. It's gotten even point. worse at this point. Yeah. But because I kept building that relationship, because I kept just explaining everything to them and all these techniques that mm-hmm. I used, they still ended up getting the home of their dreams. And these people still refer me business to this day. Wow. Because 
I went above and beyond mm-hmm. above what anybody else would do, even though I drugged them in their opinion. Mm-hmm. Like it was out of my control, and I think they understand that. But mm-hmm. look at it from their perspective. Yeah. Like I drugged them through all this nonsense and all this BS. Like we just wanted a house. Yeah. Um, be, just that they had nothing to do with. They did mm-hmm. nothing wrong. Yeah. Right. But I took handled the situation in a way that they still to this day refer me in the team business, mm-hmm. and they are the type of people that just. I don't know if they recommend anybody else for any other thing in their life, mm-hmm. but they recommend me for real estate because I was able to take that. This isn't a hate. They weren't a hater, no, right? No. But it's that type of individual, that type of well, person. And and that's, it's a good story I, to say. I would say, say that the, they, if you hadn't handled it the way you did, they would be one of your greatest haters and rightfully so. Absolutely. That, that it's yeah. like, no, that this, this, and this, and this, but instead you fully owned the situation and said, how can we fix this? How can we move this forward? Keeping that communication open, accepting responsibility. And now you've got a great relationship and um, someone who's advocating for you. So if you're looking at all these people in your life who are bring, uh, it's a negative situation. You're like, oh, this is such a difficult client that I'm working with. Look at it as, no, this is my future superstar. How am I going to get them there? So, yeah. So let's dive deep in that. So let's move on from the story. Yeah. I hope that, that that's how I view haters as your biggest opportunity yes. because of things like that. So how can you take that person that is loud, that is leaving negative reviews everywhere, that's complaining about their other real estate agents, whatever it may be, what can you do to take that person and go do such a good job for them, go above and beyond, go the extra mile, take such good care of them that they become your raving fan? Mm-hmm. Because I promise you, those people that are loud, they're 10 times more loud whenever they get an experience because they, they like to find reasons to complain. Sometimes yeah. this, this avatar, if you will, yeah, yeah. right? And so if you can go and flip the script on them, they're going to be louder mm-hmm. when they're positive because they're not used to it. Mm-hmm. And they're going to sing your praises to everybody that they know. And your business is going to explode just because you took that one opportunity. Yep. And you were the one that listened to them. You empathized. You removed your ego. And you truly helped them. Mm-hmm. And they appreciate it. So they're going to send you more business. Because uh-huh. nobody else takes the time to do that. Because everybody else has ego involved. And they want to be fucking right. Mm-hmm. They don't want to help people. They just want to be the one that's right. And said, well, I want to do this. Right? Just get your fucking ego out of it mm-hmm. and truly help people. That's mm-hmm. how you turn haters into your biggest fans. 100%. So... Anytime that you have um, someone who's difficult on it, look immediately and say, this is an opportunity. This is not uh, a hater. This is one of my greatest opportunities for learning. So that's a huge blessing anytime that uh, a, a difficult client comes your way, um, if you'll change your mindset. Absolutely. All right. So that's um, building relationship. Um, oh, I guess let's... let's uh, Two, two other points to kind of uh, continue to, I guess we're getting close to the end here to wrap things. But um, when uh, is there uh, a hater that it's important to, when they get to the point that it's like, okay, this person isn't just, uh, they're no longer, there's no longer constructive feedback here. This is someone that actually I need to block. This is someone that I need to push out. Um, at what point do, you, uh, do we kind of take that step, I guess? Okay, so number one, Follow all the steps that we broke down here first before yes. that even comes in your mind. Because like I said, most haters aren't haters. Mm-hmm. Mo- the biggest hater in your life is you. So once you remove your ego and you realize there really are haters that exist, but it's so fucking rare. Mm-hmm. It's just so rare. And so it's just so important. The biggest part of the lesson is what we've already went over. Right. But This is like if, 2% of the time, uh, the, if that. Way less than that. Yeah. 
if you truly dig deep and you truly own every outcome, like I can't think of anybody right now that I would consider a hater in my life. Wow. That's a powerful statement. I, I just, because you know why? I own every outcome, mm-hmm. period. Like if you want to lie about me, go ahead. I know mm-hmm. who I am. I'm confident in who I am and what I do mm-hmm. and why I do it. If you don't believe in my mission, that's fine. Just stay out of my life. That's okay. Right. We're not meant to be together. That's cool. But what I what I want to, so if there is somebody that's a true hater, so I don't I don't have haters, but what mm-hmm. I do have is I I I'm very careful with who I hang around. Yes. And if you want if you guys want more on that, we went really in depth episode 7, proximity is power. Yep. Um, and, and when on your environment matters. And so part of what we covered there is it's similar. It's, it's has nuances that are very similar mm-hmm. is I don't have negativity that I allow in my life. There's a difference in negativity and haters, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If the people that have a, a problem for every solution, the people that just want to whine to whine and they don't want to take any action about it. Right. Um, the people that don't accept responsibility for where they're at in their life and they mm-hmm. just point the finger. Um, any of those things, I will do everything in my power to help you through that if you're important to me in my life. Mm -hmm. But if you decide, these words are important, if you decide that you don't want to level up and correct those things, Mm -hmm. then that's fine. We just, you're just not going to be part of my life anymore. Mm -hmm. If you decide that you want to, I will help you through it. But you have to make that decision because I only have so much brain space and I have, I know what my mission is. I know that I'm here to change lives. And in order to do that, I only have so much brain space and I want to help the people that want to help themselves. Mm -hmm. If you, do, if you choose that you don't want to help yourself, that's fine. That's your choice to make. And I'm fine living with that. Like, if I'm the one that has to cut you out of my life, like, it sucks. Yeah. But I truly, like, I I truly know that I'm doing that. Number one, it's going to help them. It's going to give them a wake-up call. Mm-hmm. But number two, it's not going to drag me down. Mm-hmm. And when it drags me down, now I am, I, I have anchors on me that I can't I can't help more people. And I know what my mission is to help more people. And, and so I just remove that negativity, those quote unquote haters, whatever you want to call them from my life. But it's very important to note that I give them every opportunity to improve it and help them up. I give them a hand up, not a hand out. But if they don't want to meet me halfway, then that's their choice. Mm-hmm. And I'm fine with that because I know I've given them that choice and I've clearly communicated what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And if you're not willing to do that, that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. But here's what I have to do. Mm-hmm. Does that help? No, I think that hit the nail on the head with that. Yeah, I think also to to reiterate that the fact that you said less than 1% of the time, if not less than that, um, do you have someone who you actually need to uh, cut out as far as like block out um, uh, just to to really say every hater is an opportunity depending uh, if you'll change your mindset. Um, Yeah. I think that we pretty much nailed it. Anything else that you wanted to, to go in depth on as far as um, this mindset shift? Um, so you have a note here to, uh, and it's using one of our core values of taking initiative, stop haters from happening ahead of time. Yeah. Um, where, where were you wanting to go with that? So my thought uh, on that was a lot of uh, people who fail to take responsibility um, will let problems fester and build. Um, so if, if you're like, oh, I made a mistake here, instead of telling the client and owning and uh, bringing responsibility immediately, you go, well, maybe they won't notice, or maybe it won't be that big of a deal or, or something, versus instead communicating um, ahead of time and being like, hey, this is happening. This is going to change here. You can stop a problem before it happens. Um, 1,000%. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, but in order to do that, guess what you have to do? Own. <laughs> you have to accept responsibility that everything that happens in your life is your fucking fault, yes. good or bad. Mm-hmm. 
and then you can stop that shit from happening. But too many people are the finger pointers. I'm not where I want to be in life, or I have this shitty situation because of them, them, and them. Mm-hmm. And that's just bullshit. That's loser's mentality. You will not get anywhere in life thinking that way. And you probably will have fucking haters because you deserved it. Mm-hmm. Because you are not doing anything with your life. But again, your biggest hater in that situation is you. Mm-hmm. Because you choose to make those choices. You choose to not accept responsibility. You choose to not own your outcomes to see how am I responsible for this and how can I improve this. And you probably choose to not accept critical feedback. Mm-hmm. And that's your choice. And if that's how you want to live your life, I'm fine with it. That's your choice. I hope you're happy. I hope mm-hmm. it makes you what you want. But that's not who I want with me in my life. Mm-hmm. Because I want to hang with winners, and I want to hang with people that want to change the fucking world. Yeah. And it starts with yourself. You. That's why I know, Colin, let's just be real for a minute. We, we talked about doing this podcast for a long time. Yeah. And we struggled with, because you're my details guy, right? <laughs> and so we struggled with getting all my thoughts organized on, do we do a personal brand mindset type podcast, mm-hmm. leadership podcast, or do we do a real estate podcast? Yeah. And we ended up just doing both. Because mm-hmm. you know why? You know what's helped me propel in real estate? fucking mindset and leadership yep and so we can tie them both in and help a lot more it's like people you can't have one without the other no like if you're if you if you are look if you're coming to all or nothing in real estate because you want to learn how to how to script and role play better you're just in the wrong place mm-hmm. don't get me wrong can can we help you with that absolutely right but that is that is like 0.001% of how you become successful in real estate. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, sure. But yeah. if you don't have this other shit right, it does not matter. And what's cool about this too is role playing won't help you be a better father. Role playing won't help you be better in your community. Mm-hmm. All of this shit is all encompassing. And I think work life balance is bullshit. I think that with if you work on your mindset, you work on your leadership, you can absolutely change your life in every aspect. Mm-hmm. And that's what Real estate just happens to be part of that. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to do. Scripts and role playing is just this much, like Mm 0.001% of how you become successful in real estate. Is it important? Sure. Yeah. But it's in comparison to this shit we're talking about, it's nothing. Mindset is the foundation of any business. That's right. And I'd say mindset is the foundation of success. I like it. Everything everything in life starts with mindset, Mm -hmm. good or bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And your outcomes are determined by your mindset of how you enter that situation. Mm-hmm. As an example, let's use scripts and role play. Well, yeah. It's a real estate podcast after all, right? So scripts and role play. If you go into it in the mindset of, oh, fuck, I got to do a role play. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to learn anything in that role play? No. If you, if you look at this script and be like, oh, I, gotta make, I have to make my calls today. Mm-hmm. Do you think you're going to have successful calls? Mm-hmm. No. So is the, is the material of the script more important or your mindset going into it? Mindset. That's my point. Mm-hmm. The script is irrelevant if you don't fix your fucking mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Start there. <laughs> your mindset is the foundation for everything. Um, I, I'd be excited to see, um, just as a side note, for anyone who has an opportunity or uh, has had a hater in the past that has now become one of your biggest fans, please drop it in the chat uh, or um, in, the, in the group, the private group. Yeah. Because those kind of stories are valuable um, to just kind of hear. Oh, wow. Okay. So I had this and I did this or I owned it. And this is the, the outcome that changed. A hundred percent. And we also talked about, um, we tied some core values in here too. Education, mm-hmm. um, initiative, relationships, integrity. I see her on my, on my cheat sheet column made for me. <laughs> um, and so it's important too. Part of my story of turn your haters into your biggest fans has to do with relationships. Mm-hmm. 
build relationships with people. There's too many people in this business that look at people as a transaction. Mm -hmm. They're just a number. They're just a commission. No, these are fucking people. Whether it's a new lead that you just got in, like uh, we have a bunch of new agents came in the office and their biggest obstacle is going to be being afraid to pick up the phone to call people you, because they're worried about, oh, I have to say the perfect thing. Mm -hmm. It's the hardest thing to get into their minds and in their comfort is, and I struggled with this too as when I was an yeah. agent, is to make sure that you realize that these people, they're just people. They're just people like you and me. Right. They just happen to be people that maybe want to buy or sell a house. Mm -hmm. And what are we here to do? Are we here to sell them? No, we're here to help them or to help them through this process. So um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. But that was a good tangent. <laughs> no, absolutely. No, it's uh, you're creating a relationship and relationships. There we go. Relationships. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Colin's bringing it back in. <laughs> you're so, creating a relationship that, uh, and that requires taking responsibility just as you would with any family member or friend or something. If you've done something wrong or it's difficult, Treat it as a relationship and say, how can I fix this? How can we uh, grow this relationship and deeper? So why that's important. So let's say you have that hater or that person that's complaining or whatever that you are working with. Mm -hmm. If you build that relationship with them and you don't look at them as a number, you look mm -hmm. at them as a person, you actually have a legit conversation with them. Now you can go through the process, remove your ego, seek first to understand, mm -hmm. then to be understood, normalize the situation, yep. sympathize, empathize with them, mm -hmm. right? And then you can give your feedback mm -hmm. on why that situation happened and how you'll prevent it, how you'll correct it, whatever, or why they're even wrong. Right. But now they will listen in that situation. Everyone wins from it's, taking this approach. Yep. And it's because you built that relationship. Yeah. Because they're not just a transaction. They're not just a number. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Whew. All right. Let me end with my favorite quote. This is kind of how we started. Yeah. So there's two of them. Haters are your biggest opportunity in life and in business. For most people... Haters are imaginary. They exist in the minds of people who want to create excuses for their lack of success. <laughs> awesome, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, as always, if you got any value from this episode, which hopefully you did on this one, um, I hope I, I hope the fire in my belly came out in the episode because <laughs> I'm did. very passionate about this and, uh, and just really want to help people with this. This was a big turning point for me in my life <laughs> and just trying to share some stories to help you guys level up and help you grow in your lives. Um, so if you found value, this is, this is a movement. That we're trying to help more people. And so share this with a friend. Invite them to the page, share the podcast, any of that, because we, this is a movement that we are just trying to help more people and try and change more lives. So thanks again for listening, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. If you found anything this valuable, please share this with your friends. All or Nothing in Real Estate is a passion project of mine. This business has done so much for me and my family, and this is my way to give back. I'm also a real estate coach with Chet Black Select Coaching. So if you are interested in having a coaching consultation with me, please check out the link below. All or Nothing in Real Estate is not just a podcast. It is a movement. It is a community of contribution that is single-handedly designed to help change the real estate community in a positive way. So make sure you're following us on all social, social platforms and subscribe to us on YouTube. Most importantly, make sure you've requested to join All or Nothing in Real Estate's private Facebook group. That is a private group that we keep in exclusive content and we do it in a private setting to make sure it remains a community of contribution. There's a lot of great in-depth content there for free. So please make sure you join that group as well. And again, thank you guys so much for listening. If you found this of value, please share this with your friends. It is my goal to give back and contribute to make this industry better for all of us. Thanks again.